The Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, 3V, is a social enterprise with the goal of building capacity and capability in healthcare to increase value. As part of its mission, 3V promotes the dissemination of knowledge. From our library of almost 1,000 books, we have produced short downloadable podcasts that summarise the most important classic books, book pods. These are essential for anyone working in healthcare and enable you to learn while you walk, drive or travel by bus or train. Enjoy this week's book pod and ensure you get a new one downloaded by subscribing to Radio Value from your usual podcast provider. Anthropologists develop a theory best expressed by Benjamin Lee Worf as a theory of linguistic relativity. Worf was never a professional academic, a strength, and that was a strength in my view. He he was an inspector for an insurance company, but as he travelled about, he studied in particular the Hopi Indians and developed with a man called Sapir, who was a prominent academic, the theory of linguistic relativity, which said that language creates reality, it doesn't describe it. Language creates reality. Now, when we think of language creating reality, we can take it as a sort of abstract idea that we say that there is something called value that's different from something called quality, and value is the relationship of outcomes to costs. So that's creating a new reality for healthcare. But as Hoare found, language goes much deeper than that and influences the way we think and feel about organisations. Gareth Morgan, in his wonderful book called Images of Organisation, examines the use of metaphor in organisational theory and in business school theory and actually in the way organisations run. And what he does is examine the history of the metaphors that have been used to think about organisations. And as he says in part two of his book, these are just some images of organisation. He doesn't necessarily feel he's covered all the images of organisation. Let's just go through the chapter headings in part two and you get a feel for the strength of his work. The first chapter is called Mechanisation Takes Command, Organisations as Machines. And this, of course, was the classic of a man called Taylor, uh, who introduced the idea that organisations were machines and that human beings were simply part of the machine. It led to production line uh, concentration to the Ford Motor Company, and still is a, is a strong influence, for example, in the target culture or command and control cultures, beautifully analysed by John Seddon. The next chapter is called Nature Intervenes, Organisations as Organisms. And, of course, these metaphors come and go. Um, For example, we've just been through, uh, in healthcare, uh, a decade or two in which we've thought a lot about the organisation as a machine, payment by results, for example. And uh, a hot current metaphor, certainly for me, is the organisation as an ant colony, uh, as a complex adaptive system. 
There is, however, many other ways of looking at organization. For example, chapter 3 in part 2 is called Learning and Self-Organization, Organizations as Brains. Uh, so the organization runs on intelligence, and people in the intelligence department or the analytic department have the greatest power because they are seen as the nerve center. Again, the metaphor is used, not usually the brain, but certainly the nerve center of the organization. Then we come to creating social reality, organizations as cultures. Uh, I also believe that metaphor is now becoming more popular. To, and for this, certainly in the United Kingdom, we've got to thank the bankers that uh, the word culture has now entered general use because of the banking culture and the problems that were revealed from 2008 onwards. Then there's organizations in the next chapter as political systems to do with power and the role of the chief executive and bureaucratic control. The next chapter is organizations as psychic prisons. And I've been influenced by people who use psychotherapeutic techniques to try to change the way organizations work, seeing the organization as a family, as perhaps a disturbed family in some way. So these are the ways in which organizations have seen, or as he says, some images of organization. What's the implication of this for us, who are trying to pay for or manage health services? Of course, culture determines which type of organization you work in. If the culture is that uh, we're working like an ant colony and people speak with respect to one another, then that's probably going to be a bit more of an organization as an organism. If, on the other hand, the culture is that the boss knows best, the organization will be run like a machine, with power as important. So there may be more than one metaphor operating at one time, even within the same group of people. What is important is to understand that language creates reality, even if unspoken, and to ask yourself, what type of organization am I in? What are the most appropriate metaphors of the ones that Gareth Morgan has used, or perhaps there are other metaphors still to be used that you could think of for your own organization or other organizations? And is that the right metaphor? Namely, is your organization fit for purpose? Images of organization. I would say this book and Culture and Leadership are two key books in culture that everyone should read.